Positive isn't popular podcast discusses topics concerning the black community. Our goal is to have the sometimes difficult conversations to educate and inspire. Sometimes we are serious. Sometimes we are funny. But we will always be honest and authentic. This podcast may not be for everyone. You have to let people know you're doing that. I'm going to sue you. (laughs) Got to go breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, after, like, night, midnight snack. I just can't win. I can't win. I'm going to play victim here. I can't win. You know what says? Oh, you can't probably see it, but look. Winner of all arguments. You can't really. With that being said, I win. Sure. But you're not my girl. I know. It doesn't qualify for this, but I'm a female. So I win. <laughs> David, one thing I've learned over Makes the years, sense. sometimes you just have to let them think they won. So you just nod <laughs> your head and smile. But yeah, you got it. You got it. It's okay. Do you know okay. what Dave is? Um, no. Do you know what month we're in? Yes. Women. So we're in March. We are in I mean, March. This yeah. month. Respect us, okay? Mm. You have to know what the day mm. is. It's the whole month. Like it doesn't matter. It's just when mm. we go March. So, uh, so we, so what? You, we just got to take L's all month. <laughs> that what it is? Basically, I'm glad we're not on camera, like recording on camera, because right. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Yeah. Let's get, so Let's get this show started. All right. It is the positive is a popular podcast. You gonna do the intro? Oh, you said Yindi said she's gonna do the intro. Oh no, wait. Somebody can call me and messed up my whole vibe. I know. See, you gotta tell them. Welcome to popular isn't dang it. You go ahead. (laughs) Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the positive isn't popular podcast. I am your host, David 2K, along here with my co-host, Mr. K Wilson. And Missy Andy. That's right. What up, though? I think I'm going to keep that one. I like this. I appreciate you all so much. Look at me jumping in. We're a team. We're a family. Hey, because I'm going to do the announcements. Thank you. All right. Ooh, church mouth. Church (laughs) announcement. I'm shouting it out before we even get to that portion of this. (laughs) Get out of the way. Get out of the way. No, I'm doing it when we're done. When we wrap wrap it up. I'm wrapping it up. going to be our wrap it up box. Go let us know what's time to go. Speaking right. of wrapping it up, that's actually a part of our topic for today. <laughs> segway. <laughs> segway queen. I don't even know how, but like, how do you segue out of that? Like, yeah, we're talking about these kids. Like, what do you say today? You're talking about these kids out here. Hey, yo. Speaking Can of we, wrapping it up. Like, before we get started, how, how was your weekend? <sighs> you know what? You, hey, baby, what did you do this weekend? Uh, I spent the weekend um, in Virginia Beach at cheer competition. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say you were shaking that. No, no, no. I was. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. Those those weekends, it's a lot going on. You get to see the best and the worst of humanity in these moments. Like see all the cheer moms and cheer dads 
Ooh, it's, it's just real people. quick. Who who's worse? The cheer moms or cheer dad? Cheer moms are the worst. Oh, like top five all time worst people ever. Like, oh my goodness, it's it's so it's it's to me it's like a step below pageantry. And if you know anything about like pageant culture and stuff like that, mm-hmm. ooh, it gets. But then it's just like you're in a big convention center. It's got to be thousands of people in there. It's so many people packed in one place. You got to be. We had to be there two days. Like it's a lot going on, just in people, just being around people, and it's just, you know, we still. I look, I'm still pandemic mind. Yeah, so I'm still like, right. I'm trying to get tucked away in the corner. Leave me over here. I don't want to be in nobody's face right now. Like, mm-hmm. and you just see, uh, it's just so much. Like, yeah. So uh, it was a long weekend. I mean, the girls did good. I'm happy for them. But as a parent, those weekends are long. You know, shouts so, to the babies, though. Yeah. So you do it for them. Mm-hmm. So you know you, that that's why I enjoy that. But you got to plan logistics, the drive, the traffic, the bridges. <laughs> the bridges, oh god, don't remind me. We almost got stuck on one bridge because they were doing construction. Somebody actually got stuck on the Verrazano. I was like, Oh, I hate to be you because oh, oh, oh. my heart would have dropped. Yeah, I don't know if I would have made it. So, yeah, I got I got stories. That's why, I like, I, I got some stories from this weekend that we'll, that we'll get into in other segments later in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was your weekend, David? What you do? Oh, my weekend was good. I chilled out on Saturday, Sunday, pretty much did the same thing. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. Yindy, would you do your that? weekend? Right. I like that water bottle. Mm-hmm. My weekend, well, first of all, why do you say it with a Kool-Aid smile on your face? Because what, I mean, what I'm just happy to see y'all. That's all. Right. My weekend not, only, is- not only am I happy to see you, I am interested in your life. Well, my weekend. What did I do this weekend? I went grocery shopping at oh, Aldi, which I've always go shopping at Aldi, but they just built one around the corner from my house, which turned it done because now I'm there every day. I do like Aldi. In my hair. Sometimes yeah. relaxing weekend, good. Right. I just want to relax this weekend friend. and do my hair. Can I do my hair one weekend? Sure. Yeah. So, all right. I guess back to the segue, right? <laughs> um, just curious to know though, what made you pick this topic? Oh, last week. It because okay. So, um, I guess we got to say the topic. So, talking about like, mm. oh, I guess like the whole the, the sex ed part in schools and like the whole conversation right. got to happen. So, I'm at that point now. My oldest daughter's in fifth grade. And they're about to do the whole unit on sex ed in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So that family life. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what they call it. Y'all do sex ed that early? Yeah. We don't get it uh, until high school. And I that's remember- because my teacher actually used a dildo. We used to call it the purple monster. And Damn. she would pull it out and show you how to like put on a condom and all that stuff. Hey, okay. So not even a banana. 
Nah, she used the purple monster. I think it was her person. I'm pretty sure. Like, <laughs> you can't have that on a budget line item. Like, you're yeah, purple monster. Like, you can't have that line that's what item. We mean, that's what we used to call it, the purple monster. Saying, it was like a highlight <laughs> of her class when she whipped it out. You can't have that in the school budget under, like, supplies, dildo. Like, that ain't gonna fly. Like, I'm pretty sure she, nah, she okay. brought that from home. Yeah, that joint was in the bag, happened. So, happened to be in the bag. But, um, so no, we don't. So what they did, what they do down here is, they kind of break it out as they get older. So what mm-hmm. they're starting in fifth grade is like, like you said, David, almost like family life, right? It's talking about the body and identifying yeah. certain things there. So it's very like entry level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they come how back the way. That's the way seventh grade, yeah, and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they get to health class in ninth or tenth grade, they do a little bit more. So they kind of progress it up, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. One, I wasn't really thinking about it. It wasn't on my radar. I forgot all about it until they started sending the letters home like a couple weeks ago. That's yeah. what I was about to ask you. And we not tripping over it here, Thanks. really. Say what? So times have changed. They sent letters home. Well, they, they did that to. when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah, uh, when I was in high school. Well, maybe because by the time y'all get to high school, but like elementary school, yeah, they have to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's true. I that's do cool. remember getting a form. Well, now, especially because times have changed Mm -hmm. and it's, they got to talk about, you know, inclusive to every, to be inclusive to everyone in the curriculum. So again, we, me and my wife, we're not really thinking about it too much because we, okay, we know we kind of, we, 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 she's still in the schools that I used to work in the school. I used to sit in them health classes and have a great with the kids. I know what's in there. But, but don't they just talk to them about stuff people already talk to their kids about at home? No, that's the problem. Mm. And what that's you, what I what y'all talking to your kids about at home. That's what I learned last week. That these conversations I don't think are really happening at home. So they had a whole big um assembly. I mean, they 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 really trying to make this a delicate process and like the language has to be very specific. Oh, and make sure it's sent out to everyone. We had to sign a form. If you don't want your kids to participate, they have to fill out right. a form. Like it's optional. And right. then they got a they had a big Zoom meeting to talk about it with everyone. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking a big deal about it. My wife was like, I'm gonna jump on in this seat. And she jumped on. And I could just see her face like scrunched up like that, huh? Face like her. I hope she wasn't on camera. <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. Yeah. But then gosh. Can't but after that. she jumped off, like she, we were kind of talking. She didn't realize, like, every culture is different, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there were people very concerned about the things that were going to be discussed, and they had questions. And because you know, in every cultures and religions and stuff, they don't talk about certain things, they don't acknowledge certain things. Even right. things like homosexuality is very different, and depending on different cultures and stuff, right? Right. So they're asking a lot of questions. And so for us, it was like, oh, yeah, like, we we talk about certain things here. Like, our, our daughters are prepared for their age, you know? But not every kid is. Right. And you don't realize that until you get into these types of, yeah, <laughs> these types of situations. You know, like, my wife went and bought basic books for the girls and started teaching them about their body parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so they learning a little bit more about themselves, but even in that, and then so it's like a, a couple things happen. Then we get to cheer, 
And, you know, my, my daughter is growing up and she's starting to experience, you know, things, period stuff, not like other stuff, but like, but even in that, not realizing that like, my wife been talking to other moms and how kids that's handled in other cultures and stuff. I didn't realize that kids, a lot of young girls are scared to talk to their moms when they get it. I don't know, Yindi, I don't know if that was your experience, but I learned that. And I was like, really? Really? You know, dang, Omar, you shouldn't ask that question. Because <laughs> you know how Hattie is. But I know, but like, I didn't know if you heard that from like other girls. But like, are girls, some girls scared to talk about it? Talk to their parents no. when they get it? No, not at all. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people in my circle were always prepared for when it came. Do you know people that weren't prepared? Or that's, that's, what I've been, that's what I've been hearing now. That's what I'm I, learning now. That's crazy. Like, what? You like know, prepared, in these times, though, but the way that, you know, like back when we were younger, it was just so taboo to say, period. But we can talk about it with our parents. Like, I just remember being a little kid and at first being embarrassed about pads at the store. But now I don't care. You want to see me whip them bad boys right up on the countertop. But now in these times, like people just feel so free and comfortable to talk about period. They don't even give it a nickname anymore. I'm on my period. Leave me alone. So I would ju- I just find it weird that people are afraid to talk about their to their own parents. Yeah, apparently. So I'm I'm this is just man brain learning this now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Same. Didn't know that. Like, so I don't know. It just it just as a dad now that I'm on this side of the fence, it's just I don't know. I've realized how important it is. And I know everybody's different to have these conversations, but like for us. You know, I'm kind of glad, and my wife really took the lead on that stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, I guess having daughters, she being a mother, she really took the lead on a lot of those things. I mean, as a man, I didn't, I didn't feel qualified to talk about the period and stuff. Like, I didn't think that. I, so I try to be supportive, you know, and I feel like that's my role in some of these things to be supportive. And so, as so my talking to my daughters to know that as a man. I don't experience those things, but I still support you. I still love you and do what I have to do for you. You know, like, so it, it, it's just, the wifey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and even as we talk, cause I even talked to like, what can I do? What can I do here? What do you think is best for me here? Like, I feel like I can't ignore it and I can't like not say stuff. Cause I feel like that gives off a bad message too. You know, like, so I was like, what can I do in my role of capacity? So, that that was that was a big thing, and then I didn't, you know, like, like you said, Andy. Times times were different back then. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember it being this. Like, like I don't know. It's a lot of pop and, pop and circumstance about this topic in school, really? in elementary school. Because, I, but I also know what that looks like. The flip side, like I had a I had a back when I was in the school, I had a student almost get expelled because he asked a question in, in in health class when they were doing a sex ed unit. Mm-hmm. And there was another student in there who was transitioning. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I believe he asked a legitimate question. He said, well, he said, well, what do I call you? Mm. And the student got offended and went and told, and this young man, young black boy, almost got expelled for that. Because he asked, what do I call you? Oh, I guess he should have said, what are your pronouns? But he didn't know. This is coming from a person who didn't know. Honestly, 
when was this? Five, six years ago, maybe. I, I think. Honestly, I probably would have said I probably would have asked the same question. I would have too. Honestly, like I don't because we didn't have the language that we have now. Yeah, and so and I don't think I was there. I didn't think he was trying to be inappropriate, but because he had well, a reputation, we did, but not like the them and they. But I mean, like I I never had that problem because I don't know I used to work with this guy, and I didn't know at first because he didn't go through the whole process, and I said. Well, what do I call you? Because I was calling him she. But I didn't know. But yeah. I mean, he didn't get offended. Sometimes I would slip up and be like, she, I mean, he. Yeah. Because he still, he still had the appearance of a female. He was just transitioning. So it was like, my brain wanted to say she. But I had to correct myself and be like, I'm sorry, he. Yeah. I, I try, I, I don't know. I struggle with that because like, it's a seventh grade student too. Come on, like. I don't think he was being mean. He wasn't trying to be funny. I think he asked legitimate question. And so I say that because like that's how delicate they handle this. Like it's it's almost to the point where like I feel like you're going overboard to the other extreme. You know, like there's no balance, there's no wiggle room for this. There's no like you have to we have to be able to learn and grow through this. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't allow people to learn and grow through that, not even just that topic, but like sex and sex ed in general, you know? So it, it, I don't know. It made me think about it a lot this weekend. It's kind of like what we were talking about. Remember I was telling you about the the vibrator conversation? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And how people were like, I would be so mad if I found the vibrator in my child's room. Like not even a child, like a teenager. And I'm just like, I mean, to me, I can't be mad. I would. I still want to know where'd you get it from because oh, I think you should ask use. I mean, uh, Dan, don't use that. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if my child, if I found a vibrator in my child's room, I'm gonna. I got questions because you know, yeah. like, yeah. how did you learn about this? I need to know. Right. Where you found out. Did somebody grown give you this vibrator? Because now yeah. we have a problem. But if you're exploring your body, I can't be mad at you if you wanted to use the tool i mean i'm gonna let you know you know you gotta be 18 to buy these but i mean who am i to tell you oh you're wrong because you you decided to use an object to masturbate with i mean i don't know yeah because when you when you said that question as a dad i'm I'm, i know what's coming you know for me what if you had a son and you like found a flashlight in his room you gonna be mad no, I don't think I don't think mad is the appropriate word, right? I think concern. No, like it's a mix of emotions. Mad, mad, not so much. It's almost like one. I. It's like the acknowledgement that we're getting older, and it's like, ah, dang, I gotta deal with this now. You know, mm-hmm. like almost that acknowledgement, but also too, like you said, I got questions. Like, where did you get it from? Because that's another thing, like. You couldn't buy this, so right. How, how did you obtain you. this? So now, now Inspector Gadget hat goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Not so much for the negative, but I need to know that adult. But like you said, an adult buy this. Talking about school, you get from school. Like where you get this from? That's the one. How mm-hmm. you know? But then also got to think about 
I mean, we all were kids once too. And I think about my growing up phase in that point. And I think kids are going to naturally, you're going to get to that point where kids are going to naturally start having urges and be curious about things. I mean, if you walk in, remember back in the day, you walk in the Spencer's and you go to the back of Spencer's, you're going to see some things. They still, I think yeah. things are still around. They do. Yeah. You're going to see it's some hard players and dudes. Going to see some doohickeys. So it's like, I don't, I don't, it's going to happen at some point. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to start exploring their bodies, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got there. We all got there. It happens, you know. Mm-hmm. As a dad, it's almost like, I don't want to know, though. Like, I, I have to know, but I don't want to know. Like, my thing is, I don't want to know when they're doing it in the moment. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to walk down the hall here. Trying to go in. Oh. Are you masturbating today? <laughs> oh, I, don't want, I just want to wow. hear that thing. I don't want to hear that <laughs> thing. You know, it's funny because my friend and I was talking about it because I'm like, people are saying, oh, Target shouldn't carry it or they should ban things like that. And I'm like, well, if it's not that, they're going to find something else to use that vibrate. Right. That's what I'm saying. A right. toothbrush, right. a massager. Like, you never know. Yeah, I've heard all right. kinds of things like this right. water running in the bathroom. Because now the day like... going wand, remember the massage wand, like the long one with the big head? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use it on your back. A massage gun. Well, because that's a popular oh, God. Oh. tool. Not mm. the gun. It was oh, the one. I have my gun. It was the thing. <laughs> it's not the gun. Not the gun. Oh, the wine. Okay. The one wine that was like a microphone. The wine. Yeah. Yeah. That part. So that the price went up for that. And I'm like, dang, that used to be something that she used to massage your back. Now you use it to massage your cat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> mm. Wow. That just happened. That are just laying around in the, in the bedroom. I gotta go hide it. Oh god. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're nowhere near. You doing. know what? You know what? Uh, I would say it's important for them to explore themselves, and then if they have questions, uh, just let them know that you're. Just let them know that you're open about it, and then know that they can come to you for anything. I'll be honest with you. I rather, I rather them being there to explore themselves than having somebody explore them. Because now we got. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like so. You. You have to know. You got it. Be able to talk about. No, no, I do. I just easy because your children are still so. I'm telling you, I'm keeping them innocent. innocent. Keeping them innocent. I don't care. Disney, Disney movies all day, like. They on some next level stuff. And that's because they listen to the city girls. So now they they out here thinking they got to do city girl things at 11 and 12. And that's where education and environment is so important anymore. Like I'm telling right. you, like, because if you don't, like you say, if you don't teach them, if you don't talk about it, they're going to get <laughs> they're exposed. They're going to talk about it. It's right. because sex is everywhere. And that's that's the problem I have. Like my mom was very open with me and my sisters. Like she, everything she told us everything when we were young. But my cousin, she didn't have that same experience. You know, like your vagina was not called a vagina; it was called a cookie monster. First of all, in these times where molestation is real, I'm like, where did he touch you, my cookie monster? Yeah. What the hell is that? Anybody gonna know what that is? Yeah. So. I just feel like if you censor them from it, they grow up to be like the people that I know today who 
They don't really know about stuff, and they get, get themselves in situations like, listen, sis, you can't be getting free gifts from men and not be expecting to do something in return now. Yeah. Because they've been sheltered. Like, so that's what it's like. You have but to I also do don't feel like, don't depend on the school to teach your children about sex. Like, that's something that you should really be having a conversation with. Like, when they, when the time they get to that point where the school talks to them about it, they it's should like, already know everything. Be honest, it's already too late. It's already too late. Like, I'm thinking about it now. Like, if I had, we had a way to tell, this is the tail end of fifth grade. These kids are talking about this way earlier than that. They they making jokes, they making comments, they talking about it to each other. Trust me, I used to be I used to be in these schools. These kids, they know way more than you think. When they I was in school, school the girls that I knew was giving head at the library. So, mm. I mean, yes, yes, we were catching wow. we were catching them in sixth grade. We were catching them in sixth grade, either the bathroom, on the bus. Oh my day! Every other week there was an incident. I was still playing with Barbies. <laughs> uh, these kids, they they fast. But like, think about it. All you got to do, that's why I'm really, I'm I'm holding out as long as possible for them to even get cell phones. Go on any social media app and you can get see anything you want at this point. Wait till, I know when I lived in Pittsburgh, my chair is over here, pop, lock, and drop in it. But when I lived in Pittsburgh, um, a lot of the high schoolers and middle schoolers were sexting. Remember, sexting was like yeah. a big thing. And they were sending like special pics to each other. Like, yeah. wait till they, Lord Jesus. You imagine a boy sending your daughter, whoo, heads would roll. That's what I'm saying. And like, I've seen them incidents like, oh my gosh, every time, every couple months in the school, that would happen. And a girl would send a young boy a picture and he would share it with everybody. And you know that is a whole that is a community level event because now you gotta get everybody who the picture was sent to involved. A lot of times, police was called, parents was called, big meetings and conferences. It's a huge, it's a it's a big deal, it's a fiasco. Like that's a lot of responsibility with some of these devices. So let me ask you, as a parent, you know we was all young ones. You honestly think you could be mad? Like, if, if you found out your daughter has sent a picture to a guy, right, and you and your wife found out, do y'all think that you would be very angry with her? Like, yell at her, put her on punishment? I mean, the punishment, yes, absolutely. But you think that you would be, like, really angry and be like, I'm disappointed in you. How could you do this? Or would you use that as a teachable moment? I mean, she still got to be put on punishment because you can't be sending your tape thoughts it's, to people. It's... I imagine both. Mm. I ain't gonna lie, cause like, imagine that—that's uh oh God. The thought of it, like, my daughter showing the goods up, giving the goods up, like, like that is that is a a hard thing for a dad. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's just me. That's a hard thing for me. I don't. I know it's gonna happen, but it's still like oh, it's my baby girl, you know. Yeah, so I that think... is that that is a hard emotional response, you know. I think I would be more upset that she that she shared it, you know. And that's right. why, like, especially if we talked about it beforehand, like, don't don't send these little these pictures, like, you know, we had. That's why you have to teach them that type of stuff. I think I would be more upset because knowing the repercussions for her, what that's about to look like for her. Right. I would be. I don't think I would be angry to a point where I'm going to curse you out 
or mollywop you upside your head. But I'm definitely you gonna get on punished. No, but yeah, I would I mean, definitely take that as a teachable moment. Like you cannot send your goodies out here, because I promise you, your titties is gonna be everywhere. Sorry for saying and, the word. No, but that's a real thing. Like and, knowing knowing how social media works, one and and right. data works too. Like it's out there now. Not only not only you, that, but like there are new apps now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like capture like, everything. Your girls is now in the clouds. Yeah, right. Forever. Like, so those are the things you got to teach. I just, I can't, I think I don't, I think I feel like I can't be angry because I was young once and I did it. I was stupid too. But I think my mom mom didn't get angry with me when I made mistakes. She just used it as a teachable moment. Well, I think, I think education is the, well, yeah, but I think, I got to say this. I think it would be natural if you felt anger, mm-hmm. but how you handle that anger is important, right? Mm-hmm. You can be angry and not lash out at your child. You can be angry and not rah, rah, beat them over. So, you know, I can still be angry and, and, and keep it in myself. Like, you know, and I think that's where I probably be. Like, I, I am. I'm going to be. How'd you do that? Mm-mm. Like I'm gonna be like, oh, gosh, like I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna suck. It's gonna I don't suck. think we'll have that problem though. Um, I hope not, but that's why again, because we're trying to teach them and be preventive and stay in front of a lot of these things. You know, like we've already we don't have cell phones yet, but I'm already having them cell phone talks with them. Like just like we had to have social media talks, we had to have YouTube talks with them. We already had to have these conversations with them. To know what these what these tools and these resources are and how how powerful they can be, um, but I don't think a lot of people are doing that. I've seen a lot of families they don't they don't <sighs> they don't educate kids on and it's not the repercussions they, that could happen. Yeah, I think a lot of times they're trying to do the best they can. A lot of times they don't they don't see it themselves first. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of parents use resource like 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 YouTube for example. It's a real distractor. I can I can throw my kids on YouTube and, and they'll be distracted by that, you know, and I can go take a break kind of thing. Right. But not realizing, like, I even had to, like, we, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out parental controls on YouTube. Like, restrict a lot of things. And even all the parental controls and restrictions, we still couldn't restrict everything. Right. It's only to an extent. Yeah, because a lot of content creators would make videos, but they would list them for everyone. Even though some of them videos that they were making, like, like my my eight year old daughter daughter was watching a video that was clearly for teenagers, mm. with teenage content. I don't need my eighth my eighth grade my eight year old daughter seeing it, you know. But they made the video for everyone, so it's it's slipped past the filters, mm. it slipped past the control guidelines, the parental control guidelines, you know. So, yeah, that was a big thing about uh, YouTube. Uh, you. Are they on YouTube kids or like YouTube? They're on regular YouTube now because YouTube they graduated from that. It was just too kiddish. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what do we do here? As a parents, we had to make a decision. So it was like right. we trust them enough, they graduated up. And even and even the stuff they're watching, like they tell us now. Mm-hmm. Daddy, I'm not watching that. I don't think I should be watching that. Like, that's not appropriate. Because mm-hmm. we they learned what appropriate means. Right. It was not appropriate. So, like, they, that's because we taught them, you know? 
But I'm pretty sure every now and then they watch something they're probably not supposed to. And it's not that they don't know. Like, they might not really know that it's not for them. Remember you, got... you were young and the little fuzzy channels? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I know I used to watch the fuzzy channels. The ET Uncut? No. <laughs> Remember, like, know, like Cinemax? No, yeah. like your parents have like the Playboy channel, but they never subscribe. But so every now and then, you might see little lines. <laughs> like that's a nip, yeah. Fuzzy channel, we used to call it. Yeah, yeah, we had those. Yeah. Then I if you like, had this, I was gonna say, but then if you had like HBO After Dark, and they had a little soft videos on that joint. Right. I used to love HBO After Dark. See? I used to watch real sex all the time. Yep. <laughs> we were teenagers uh, watching that. Show. Right. Say BET Uncut. Come on now. Don't let you get up 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. That tip drill video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost unavoidable. And that was cable. You had to have cable for that. Now, now you got every, it's everywhere, every. Where? Now you got cable in your hand. In your hand. Worse. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, as long as they don't go on Twitter, they should be good. <laughs> Ooh. You gotta have that. I feel like that's a whole different conversation. It's a whole different beast over there, yo. Spill water on me. Twitter, they don't care over that, yo. You do whatever they you do want not. over there. That's the Wild West. Man. Yeah, it is. I heard. I was like, What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like, yeah, so it's like, I don't know, like, what do you do as a parent? It's hard. It's hard. Then I, I feel like, but then I feel like you can't, you can't not talk about this stuff or you can't make it taboo. Like, I see that other end too, where it's like, parents, like, I forbid you to do this. I'll never do this. You never. And then the kids and they, sheltering. They, Sheltering does not work. Yeah, they just become defiant. They're going to be curious anyway. So it's like, just like with anything else, you just got to steer them the right way. Mm-hmm. Ugh, the thought, I don't know. That's why I got the shotgun on deck, though. Ain't, ain't going to be no little boys running around this joint. Let me tell you right now. Mm. Little greasy little, no, nah, no. Nah. At least they're innocent, man. I'm keeping them innocent forever. The more I think about it, I don't know. I get sad thinking about mine. Mm. Kids gotta grow up. Nah, they don't gotta grow up that fast. Not that fast. You don't want them to. As they they grow, hopefully they make good decisions. They don't make good decisions. (laughs) And we know that kids will make mistakes. But at the same time, we have to let them make those mistakes so that we can educate them on what to do as they grow. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm. I know. I'm speaking about this as a as not as not a parent, not yeah, even in a relationship. But first of all, at the end of the day, it's your child, and what may work for Kenneth may not work for you as far as the parenting style. Just like mm-hmm. what works for me as a parent, even though I don't have kids, I know the type of person I would be as a parent because 
I'm that type of person with my nieces. And they may not be mine, but they might, might as well be mine. So I always used to have them all the time. But I, I know the type of person I would be as a parent, which would probably make Kenneth feel like she crazy. So I'm just saying, like, what? how you raise your children is how you raise your kids. Why would that be me? No, Think I'm about, not saying that. No. Uh, we kind of talked about it in church, like a version of it in church like a couple of weeks ago. But and I was thinking about it, and I was like, the thing I was thinking was that, like, I hope, I really hope that I'm the type of parent that will not be so fast to anger, just be able to hear my child out so that we can have a mutual understanding and let them know that it's okay to come talk to me about anything. That's what I want. I want my kids to be able to come and talk to me about anything and everything, just like how I was able to come and talk to my mom about stuff. Yeah, I think you can do that. You just you just come up with strategies for yourself too. Just like you will with your kids. You gotta make sure, you know, you work or work on that. I, I still work on that, like trying not to get angry for every little thing. How do I deal with it? You know? So like I had to work on that, you know? Um, I mean, only thing I was afraid to tell my mom about is like if I back got a bad grade on the test, so I knew I was gonna get a beating. <laughs> wow. wow. But other than that though, we were able to talk to her about anything. Yeah. That's like uh, you, you create as a parent, you you create the environment right. you want you want your family to live in. You know, that's the thing. So as long as you keep that in mind, like and we, my you know, my parents, wife, yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh no, I was saying we we constantly communicate about it. We constantly work on it. We constantly have strategies of where we want to go because that's important too. You got to be on the same page with that stuff too. Like, like that's this cool. whole con- it made it made us talk about it. Like, okay, we're here now. You know, how do we navigate? We, yeah, where are we going with this? Like, this whole school thing. That's why she was like, I'm gonna get on to see what they talking about. Okay, you do that. We go. We gonna do this over here. We make sure we good. Like you, you plan it out a little bit. You know. Um, I used to say my parents were bad parents because they was hippies. So they raised us free. We was free range children. I don't think that's a bad. Everybody got these styles. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing. Everybody got these styles. We you know? have no curfew, but she was like, my kids got common sense. They know when to come home. Yeah. Mm. We were raised we didn't different. Have, we weren't punishment kids. We didn't get beatings like that. We oh, got yeah. we didn't get yelled at like that, but we did get in trouble whenever we did something wrong. But my mom wasn't like, "What would you do?" You know, it was like a teachable moment. Yeah, that's how everybody got their styles. Everybody, I think about how I was raised. Like we, my mom had her style. You know, like, but it, I mean, it worked, I guess. You know, we turned Look out okay. Yeah, we okay. Like, yeah, I'm on a whole different level <laughs> from you guys. <laughs> I feel because I feel like I I definitely know that we were all raised differently, but at the same time, I know that there are certain values that your parents probably had that my parents probably had mm-hmm. that your parents probably had that like. It all, it all makes us the people that we are today. And it like, does, and it just speaks to like we're all still here. We're all able to have a conversation about 
I think that's progress. I always say the firstborn are always the trial and error kids. <laughs> yeah. That's Shout definitely how I was raised. Yeah. Did yeah. she make it alive? All right. You figured it out. You, you uh, Middle you child like, gang. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, and that's why about a baby. The baby always say they always say the baby has it easier. Because yep. the, parents, the parents have a process now. They kind of I'm like, in their profession. <laughs> always. Yeah, because I mean they like you said, it's practice, trial and error. You best mm-hmm. practices. Like you figure you it have out. some people who just don't have it. They don't have what it takes to be parents, which is okay. It's just not for you. So Yeah. Yeah. Some things it's just aren't for everybody. Right. Yeah. Parenting is a big one. It's one of the toughest jobs you can do in life. That's why honestly I don't understand why so many young people rush to be parents. Like they honestly, I really think that they think it's easy. And I blame the school. I don't know if y'all had this, but my school had where we took the babies home. Mm. And you I couldn't get my baby because I had detention and my teacher was like, in the real world, if you're late picking up your child from school, they're gonna take it from you. And I was like, that's bull crap. But I just feel like that little that little thing that they used to make them take the baby, it just glorified mm-hmm. being a mom. No. Give them puppies. Give mm. them puppies. Okay? Mm. Take a puppy for a weekend. I promise you. It will work on your kids. They're not going to want kids. Give them a puppy. Because let me tell you, I'm, I'm ready to go. But I just, I don't understand why people want to be parents so young. It is not easy. It's hard. Well, I think... Because everyone talks about the joys of childbirth and, and being a parent, parenting. Why were you a teenager? Um, I don't know. I wasn't one of the people. Like, I just didn't know. I, was, I, like, didn't I think most people who have younger siblings probably already, yeah. Take care I don't have patience. Mm. I mean, I do now, but I didn't I, kid, I, I ain't never spent time with kids. Like, young babies and stuff up until I had kids. I was terrified. Yeah. Oh, I did. I used to love taking people's babies because I can give them back. No, I feel like they're so <laughs> delicate. I felt like I was going to break them. That's how I was when Samaya first came home. I remember when Samaya first came home mm-hmm. and I babysat her and I drove so slow. I felt like my car was made of glass. By the second child, I was a thug on the road. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm now now on the fourth child when I had to hold her as a baby I wasn't all like oh I was just like yeah she good <laughs> experience yeah yeah yeah. I think like as I'm starting to have more experiences with more nieces and nephews and my friends are having kids now and I'm just I look at them and I'm like wow you're like you exist now yeah. like you're gonna look at me and you're one day going to call me, you know, and I have to be ready for that. I have to be able to, like, you're going to ask me questions and I have to be ready to give you good answers. Not just answers, good you answers. Just, you just lie to them. You know what I like about being an aunt? I don't have to be responsible. I can be reckless. See? And it's up to your parents to fix it. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. But did you have an aunt like that? Everybody had that crazy. Yeah, I did yeah. actually. When I was, I think I was four years old, mm-hmm. my mom said her sister, who was the baby, babysat me. And my mom came home and she had me cooking hamburgers on the stove at four. 
years old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like... I did have the auntie like that. But like I that's how I am. I'm mm-hmm. I'm the bad influence because my little nieces I mean throwing knives everywhere. See, see. Yo. See. Yeah. I I see that's the that's the thing I want to avoid or at least try to avoid. I want to be a good influence, but at the same time, I want to give them like, hey, this is the real world. Well, like, not <laughs> but also, I'm going to give you all the love that I can give you. But well, let me let you know me. about the real world. But they also know how I will corrupt them. Like the older two, I can't corrupt, but the babies. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm the cool uncle. I'm not sure. They call me the bougie aunt. I think I'm the cool the uncle. I'm about to say uncle. <laughs> they say I'm the bougie aunt. That's because I will buy them anything they want. And, and then I learned that that's a problem now. Because now, uh, every time they get you. in my car, they be yeah. like, Where are we going? And the, kids, and the kids know they're going to tax you. They know who, who, who has the money. Yep. Can I get McDonald's? Yeah. Can you send me some money? Text me. Let me block your cash app. Wow. <laughs> All right. I think we got that out the way. All right. Moving on. Let's, y'all want to add anything to that? Did you want to add anything to that? No, no. I keep I keep having the thoughts of my children in this moment. Just know that if, to... if I ever meet your kids, though, I promise I won't corrupt them because y'all don't play that. But yeah, I ain't worried. Yeah. That's the thing. We got, firm, we got a firm foundation over here. We good. Mm. I'm just gonna be like, Auntie, you'd be crazy. And I'll be like, oh, okay, we get it now. That's all I see. They're gonna be like, she blocks. Yeah, she gonna be like, oh, she crazy. All right. She's so fun. Exactly. I've never had <laughs> children say I wasn't fun. My nieces love me. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm just honestly, I'm just around. Like that's really what it is when I'm whenever I'm around like nieces and nephews and young people's, I'm just like, I'm there. And I and I think I don't realize yet that like somebody got the adult. I'm the adult. Yeah. Yep. Can I just tell you when my one niece who is a Leo, when she was in her Dang. mom's stomach, I call her my that was my child because I went through that pregnancy. But I used to tell her all the time when she was in her mom's belly, like, mm-hmm. you come out of here, your favorite weapon's going to be a knife. So one day... Yo! One day... You, we, weren't you just talking about how you won't corrupt? Well, I, I won't corrupt Kenneth's children, but <laughs> I'll corrupt them. So one, but she... Listen, her mom had a hard pregnancy. So one day we went out to dinner and my friend's boyfriend it was Dodge Chargers man at the time was talking smack. Oh, my niece picked up the knife and was waving it at him, and I was like, <laughs> "Listening, he was listening." <laughs> See, yeah. that's my little ride or die right there. Wow, wow, that's the ride or die for real. That's oh, my wow. baby. If I get in the fight, I know who to call. She always gonna have my back. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw that TikTok trend? Hey, yo, there's somebody outside. I need to fight their daughter. <laughs> I already know she. Well, she probably would be like Yin Yin. Who trying to fight us? But she gonna get the weapon. She knows. Uh, what to see do. us. Actually, was... 
It won't be her. It would be the youngest one who gonna get the weapon because she crazy. See, mm. see, see. It's always the youngest one. We always, always. <laughs> <sighs> All right, crazy auntie, uncle. Okay. Um, <laughs> corrupted the podcast. Um, anybody got any positive stories of the week? Positive stories of the week. Do I? Yeah, I do. I do. What is it? Part of my experience. So apparently, I stayed at the blackest hotel in America. Mm. Um, which was which is it, it was it was cool though. It was cool. Was that for the competition? Yeah, yeah. So down there, um, all the staff, everybody was cool. All the staff was great. Mm-hmm. And so we go down for breakfast. And this is Sunday morning. So we get down there for breakfast early because we had to leave. They down there blasting gospel music. I'm talking about gospel, gospel music. Like, <laughs> homeboy on the omelet machine. They getting busy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we down there doing our thing. My wife is loving it. She's singing the music. There's this one lady, lady down there. So then everybody else starts coming in, right? And we mind to say we're the only black family eating. Mm. It's a packed area. You know, you've been to hotels like they serve breakfast. It's packed. And one of the older ladies that was working there, you know, she came out and had to yell at everybody because people weren't putting the spoons back. People was being nasty. And so I went back to get some more food and I could see she was like visibly upset. Mm-hmm. He said, she's not having it anymore. So I walked past her and I was like, how you doing this morning? And she stopped and she looked at me and she said, you know, you're the only person that said, said anything to me this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, hopefully it won't be the last, but, you know, I want you to have a wonderful day. Aww. And she smiled because she was like, you could tell she was getting irritated. She wasn't having it this morning. And so she smiled. She was like, thank you. And I was like, no, thank you. Like, y'all holding it down here. I got the gospel music playing. We laughed about it, you know, like. Right. And, and so just the fact that, like, speak to people sometimes. Goodness yeah. gracious. Like, say Hello. Just walk past people, acknowledge people. Sometimes you don't know what people are going through. Right. And, and it just reminded me of that. Like, just a couple words, how you doing, walk faster. And sparked a good conversation. We had a good laugh from it. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it, it made her smile on her. She was having a rough morning, you know? So I just, that was my positive thing, just encouraging people to just be cordial, be nice, mm-hmm. say hello. Like, Treat people like, like human beings, you know. Like I watched, there's a whole rack of people in there. Imagine you, she's standing there by the food too, and people walk past you. People don't say nothing to you. Mm-hmm. This lady's serving you. She's making sure you eat this morning. You know, I like think, like not even saying thank you. Yeah, no thank you. That's or nothing. messed up. That's messed like, up. Like for me to be the first person to come back and say anything to her was that. That's criminal. Mm-hmm. That was criminal. Like, come on, okay. people. Y'all got to go back and watch Barney. Right. Barney was t- t- telling us about please and thank you. Yeah, like I'm telling you, we gotta get back to the basics if that's what it takes. So Absolutely. I don't know. I just I've been thinking about that since yesterday, and it's how simple words sometimes we we see that all the time. You hold a door for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even that other black dude. You always see the extra black no. dude give him the head nod, keep it moving, right. like you know stuff like that. You know what's crazy when you hold the door for some people, they are. Labrigast. Yeah. And especially here. Like, because for me it's it's something that I do unconsciously. And then 
like they'll <laughs> they'll be so surprised. They'll say, "Oh, thank you." Yeah, yeah. Because people don't people don't do it. So when you do it, it's like a rare thing. So yeah, I have a positive story. Yes. Well, it's more. Oh shoot! Sorry, it's more of an announcement, but. I just want to say <laughs> this year as a troop leader, yep, it's about my troop. I am so proud of my little babies. Do you know their goal was to sell 2,000 boxes of cookies? And they ended up selling 2,518 boxes. And oh, one yeah. of my little nuggets made it to the 500 club, which we ain't never had before. My babies was hustlers this year. I'm so oh, proud. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. them cookies. I'm so slinging proud. them cookies. They was slinging. They, I'm talking about. She was going door to door to people like old school selling wow. those cookies. They made me so proud. I'm proud of all of them. That's exactly why they're going. We finally going horseback riding this year. Oh, finally! Congrats, congrats to the little Thank nuggets, you, my little baby. Shout to the troop. Thank you. Shouts out. Shout, I can't talk today. My thing is acting up. Stay up here. It's true. Shout out to the troops. Yep. All right. So yeah, that's the that's the positive one. Um okay. I had some other, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it there. Some other crazy stuff happening, but leave it on a positive note. All right. And then we do we have some announcements? Somebody giving announcements? You gotta say it like that, bro. I <laughs> said it. Pull right. Right. And okay. here's Yendi with our announcement. <laughs> Like a like a um like a church service. Church with a doom doom doom. Uh, somebody parked in the deacon spot today. <laughs> uh, let me let me do the analysis for you. Hold on, I'll pull it up because my brain ain't functioning. I can't remember. Oh, hello, goodness. good evening, everyone. I say good evening. By the time you good hear evening. this, good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, whatever time it is, bro. <laughs> Shut up, guys. Let me do the announcement. Okay, so um, please do not forget to check out our new segment. It is called Education is Key, where we discuss all topics concerning education every other Thursday. Also, it is Black... Wait, it's not Black Women History Month. Sorry. It is, it is Women History Month. And with that being said, please support... 14 phenomenal women and purchase black women love. I see y'all coming to my site, but you're not buying. Please mm. support us and buy the book from you can order your copy from me at samayamarie.com. I see y'all there, but you're not buying. Buy it. Read it. It's good, I promise. And not because I'm in it, but because it really is good. I read it. Also, you can catch us on tour. That's right. The Phenomenal Women will be on tour. We are in the DMV area on April 15th. So please get your tickets. Uh, is the link in the bio? Yes. Link. Don't make that face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Link in the bio. Yeah. Also, Atlanta, we're not leaving you out. We coming to you too. We'll be there on hey. June third. Guess what? I'm, I can come now because, oh. yeah, things have shifted for us. But yes, I'll be there. Not like y'all care, but I do. I also, know. 
August 5th and 6th again. Not happy about that 5th, but whatever, we're going to take it. We will be in Philly on tour. And don't worry, Houston, we ain't forgetting about you because we will see you in October hey. on 7th. David, you going to be there? I'm going to be there. Ladies, David will be there. And hey. he's single. It's not about him, but we will make it about him. Hey. Oh, okay. sorry, not Houston. I will be in the DMV. I'll auction him off wherever you go. Okay. Hey. He's gonna be in the DMV, lady. Ooh. He is also in Black Men Love. So and he's single, ready to mingle. All right. Yeah. Damn. We'll auction David off. <laughs> Get him out there. <laughs> $25 for a copy of the book will also get you a date with David. Hey, I like hey, that. Hey, yo. Hey, I kind of like that. <laughs> and a foot rub. Okay. Uh, see, I was okay with the date. No, nah, I'll tell you what. If you, purchase, if you purchase both Black Men Love and Black Women Love, yeah, you get a foot rub, too. You know what? If you purchase if you purchase Black Women Love for me, Andy, and you purchase Black Men Love for me, hit me up and let me know. Because that then I'll only give you a book. Not See? only get two great books, but also a date with David, who will sing to you. He sings. He will sing to you. With the okay? guitar. Yep. He will sing. He will make you. He might let you listen to a beat, but he will not make you a beat for free. But no. he will let you listen to a beat mm. and rub your feet. That's a and whole date, right? And I'll there. serenade you. I'll serenade you. That's a whole date. See? All right. That's not like a great evening. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I'm um, respond to that for somebody. Keep playing. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. <laughs> it's, it's up. So check us out at positiveisinpopular.com. Follow us on social media. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And with that being said, keep your head on the swivel and we out of here. Mm -hmm. like Stay that. positive. Yep, we out. Peace. Peace.